0: This is Keith Fleming with golf pro Scott Porter uh, coming to you on the IBM Sports podcast feed. We recently decided, uh, thanks to RC and IBM Yeezus, that they were going to give us a home uh, for this golf podcast, which we have decided to name Two Off the Tee because. I like to have that insurance of you two know having that second shot off the tee that just bre- in case <laughs> that breakfast ball. Though. That's but right. If you, but if you hit it, you have to
1: play it. That's my rule, at least.
0: Yeah, that's not my rule. <laughs> but uh, so uh, we're going to be doing a bi weekly golf podcast, two off the tee on the IBN Podcast Network. Um, we will do emergency podcasts. Like I don't know if you listen to my Monday on Tiger Woods win. Um, and also, if there's a major tournament or something that we might sneak one in. But uh, definitely, you will be getting a podcast every two weeks. This podcast is an in depth review of one of the best masters of all time. And uh, just some overall thoughts to start. For me, you got to give a lot of credit to Augusta National for moving up to play on sunday they made that decision early on saturday i think it's early it's like two o'clock i was already seeing it flashing on my tv screen at first i was kind of like this is augusta in the morning it worked out perfect the weather came in right after uh, it was an awesome decision uh, when the weather is good the masters is the best tournament in the world i mean you look at the leaderboard There are years that there's either a lot of wind or cold weather or something funny, but this year you got perfect weather. You got the number one player in the world tied second. And and DJ. The number three player in the world, Kepka, tied second. The number nine player in the world, Shoffley, tied second. Day, thirteenth in the world, tied fifth. Molinari, seventh in the world, tied fifth. Rom, tenth in the world, tied fifth. And then you got Fowler right there too with tied ninth. Uh, just a a wonderful tournament that when it is in good playing conditions, the best players in the world, they they step up and they play and they do well. Uh, knowledge is the key. You look who won. Tiger has as much experience as anybody there. Mickelson really didn't play that well. He finished tied 18th because, again, he knows the course. And Bernard Langer, I mean, sixty—was he sixty something years old? Finishes tied sixty-second. It's amazing. Hitting it two fifty off the tee. Exactly because he knows where to go. And then ultimately, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. So, <laughs> uh, what? What were your overall thoughts, Scott, of oh, yeah. the two thousand nineteen Masters? Oh my goodness, it was
1: a uh, a great, great event. Is probably the it it is the best Masters I've ever seen. Um, I've ever witnessed. So. You know, I, if you don't know my story, I, I really didn't get into golf until I was nineteen. But I always watched the Masters even growing up. You know, uh, just being a sports fan, you know what a guest is, you know what a guest national is, and the allure that it has. Um, I got to go to my first event, um, my first Masters when I was about sixteen. Um, and you know, it's just a it's a great, great uh, event. Um, and you know, even if the weather conditions aren't the best, um, it's still a great event. But it's obviously better when the when the conditions are good and I think that moving it up was a good move. We'll get into that in a little bit. But a lot of the competition, man, the competition was my favorite part because going into Sunday, I had no idea who was gonna win. You know, I thought Tiger had a great Hell, chance. with six
0: holes left, nobody had any idea who yeah. was gonna
1: win. I, I kinda I kinda had a thought in my head after twelve happened, I was like, Okay, I think Tiger's gonna win this but yeah, I mean uh, dude, so you just break it down. Seven of the top eleven golfers in the world finished in the top 10. That's unheard of. I mean, normally not nine times out of 10, the top players in the world don't play very good golf. They, none of them played their best golf. You said it earlier, tiger on the, on the club junkies page. You said that tiger, you know, really had his B and sometimes even a C game and he still won. Um, so they all, they, none of them played their absolute best golf, but they all played great golf and you rarely see that, um, that they all play consistently good. Um, And then, you know, it's just, it's, it's just the masters, man. I'm already, I'm, I'm already thinking about next year, you know, what's going to happen next year. Cause just, I'm just so excited about golf right now. And that's what the masters does. And I deal with golf every single day. If it's thirty degrees, I'm I'm dealing with golf. It's a if it's a hundred degrees, I'm dealing with golf. And most people, they get so excited about the Masters, so excited about golf, and it's just great for the game of golf, for the atmosphere, and everybody involved with golf. Obviously, since we work in golf, we know that. But um, it's just it's phenomenal, and the fact that
0: Tiger Woods won um, is absolutely the best thing that could happen for the game of golf. So, I can't agree uh, anymore. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, I loved, like I said, them moving up the tees. Uh, it was a little weird that, you know, you wake up at 7 in the morning and people are teeing off. And, you know, by the time you're having breakfast at 930, the leaders are going off. And uh, I do feel bad for the people on the West Coast, but I, I think it was a just a great decision Uh you basically agree, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: the I, I liked it. Um, obviously, it, it definitely threw some threw some kinks in, but the biggest—I mean, I don't think you might disagree here, but I don't think if Tiger Woods is not in that final pairing with Molinari, I don't think Tiger Woods wins. It was a. Um, it, I mean, it, it, Tiger was the biggest winner of that because having to play with Tiger Woods on Sunday at Augusta it plays so much of an effect on on your golf game and on Molinari and, um, you know, just the the whole field, knowing that Tiger's behind you. (laughs) You know, it's hard to post a number knowing you don't know what you really have to shoot. You know, so Tiger definitely was the biggest winner of that because he was in third, um, you know, and he got got bumped up. He was that third person that got put in that final tee time. Um, So I think he was the biggest winner. But overall, I think that was really the only good option because people have to go back to work. Um, work productivity was better on Monday than it would have been with a Monday finish for companies all around the world. Um, you know, but it's just it was a very, very good move, and I love how quickly they did it. There was no you know dancing around, thinking this or that. You know, What are we going to do? Are we going to have a Monday? Are we going to just try to squeeze it in in the afternoon? No, they said, we're going to move up the tee times. They informed the players early. All the players knew when they were finishing their third round that they're gonna have to go home get some rest because they got to go up be up and at them early in the morning. Especially the guys. I mean, it was early for Tiger and them. They teed off at nine thirty. Think about the guys that had to go off at seven. You know, Alex Noren was the last guy I think that made the cut. He came in. He came in last of the guys that made the cut. I mean, his tee time was like seven seven a.m. seven fifteen. Like that is early for Augusta National, and you don't know what what what's gonna happen. Um, and I, I really think it was a good it was a good call by I Guess the National. Um, as they always make they they seem to always make the right calls.
0: The one thing I'll push back on you saying it was the biggest advantage to Tiger. I I do agree that it was huge for him to be in the final pairing. I think it says more about his game that it's not so much that he's behind you, It's he's going to get to see what everybody does and react because right, right. he's one of the smartest players of all time. Right. But I actually was really worried as a Tiger fan and the person who predicted him to win on the Masters <laughs> yeah. uh, preview podcast that with his back issues and just everything I've read and just watching him for the last year, when he plays early, he struggles. Yeah. Most of his best rounds are in the afternoon. I don't know if he has to get loose or whatever it was. I was really nervous he was not going to play well. And if you look at his his round, he really didn't hit the ball well the first six, seven holes. No. And then, man, starting on about 12, or actually the second shot on 11, uh, he hit it great. So maybe there was some to that to where you yeah, know it did. So it was definitely something that I agree with you that helped him. But I don't know if it was as big of a help as everybody is thinking because – you also got to remember this is a 43-year-old guy with a fused back. So.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I just think that – I think he played well enough to win, obviously, but I'm not sure Molinari chokes on, on 12 and 15 the way he does if he doesn't know that Tiger is right there at his heels, you know, on that backside. Uh, Molinari played 50 holes without a bogey, and then you make a double and then another double within four holes. I mean that that's that's pressure, um, you know, and and we can say that might that they might have that might have happened with Tiger in front of them. We, it's hard to say, but it's hard for me to to just take that away because I know that with with any time I play pressure golf, I do not play as well, and so I can only imagine what it's like playing with Tiger Woods on Sunday at Augusta in the final pairing. Um, you know, he just he he's back. He has that intimidation factor back. And people are still scared of Tiger Woods, and I think you saw that um, on the weekend. You know, they're they're looking up to see where he is. They're it's just the allure of Tiger Woods. It's the allure of Augusta National. It's the fact that he knows that course better than anybody out there playing it at you know this week or this past weekend. So um, I I think it was a good move moving it up. Bottom line, um, I don't think that you have the. I mean, I saw a stat uh, 21% of all the televisions that were on in America were watching the Masters. That's pretty incredible. Um, especially in the morning time on a Sunday, you know. Um, I actually asked my dad, I said, Dad, and my dad's a pastor, If uh, for, for those of you that don't know, but I, I asked my dad, I said, Dad, how many people were looking down at their phones on Sunday? And he said, they all claimed to be taking notes, but it was mostly all the men, and I'm pretty sure I knew what they were doing. So, um, you know, it it's just something when, when Tiger Woods is, is in contention in any golf tournament, but especially a major and especially Augusta Nashville at the Masters, um, you know, people are just glued to their television. Even, even I am, as I, I've been on record saying that he's not one of my favorite golfers. Um, I respect him. I respect his game. I think he's great. Uh, I think
0: he's phenomenal. Um, uh, but you know, anyways, good, good move. Good move. Perfect. So who is the, um, uh, your biggest winners from this master's tournament?
1: Uh, obviously Tiger. Um, well, you know, we talked about him, but Molinari, even with the way he finished, played great all week. Really? Brooks Kepka. Uh, I'm going to get into Molinari too in the next section. But I think Molinari, you know, anytime you put yourself in that position, it's good for you, no matter if you don't close it or not. So I think, you know, him putting himself back in that position during a major championship. Brooks Kepka, again, the dude just shows up during majors. Uh, my boy Xander, top two, you know, tied two. So Xander had a great showing. And then DJ uh, played better than. You know better than he ever ever has at Augusta. So
0: it's funny. Most of my list is the exact same. I have Tiger. I mean, such a big win, fifteenth major, eleven years since his last you know major win, twenty two years since his last green jacket. I mean, from his first green jacket, which is just mind boggling to think about. Put him with Jack. It's the only two players to win majors in three different decades. He has a legitimate chance uh, starting next year to be the first player ever to win in four decades. Uh, I also agree with Kepka. um, just another great performance. I was really impressed at the way he battled back after he made the double on 12. Uh, is turning into like the BJ Singh of this generation. I had no idea that he worked so hard on the range and then you watch him play so consistent. I mean, he has so many good parts of his game and that is obviously something that comes from a lot of practice. Uh, and then finally the tiger effect both for ratings, I think you kind of mentioned it. You know, people are saying, well, it was only 10 million viewers. That was live in the a.m. in a time that no one was expected, seven hours before, you know, it was supposed to be on. And if you add the live and replay coverage, it's the highest-rated Masters since the 2001 Tiger win. So, obviously, it's a big number. And then the other thing that you kind of touched on is that when Tiger's in that final group and it's Sunday, there was two guys – and basically, all the guys in contention who did not shoot par better, they both were playing with the guy in red. Exactly. So there's definitely something still there.
1: Uh, one more that I forgot to mention. Sure. Corey Connors. All right. So he wins. What a What a ten day stretch. Right. So he wins. He Mondays. He Mondays in and then and the week before he wins that event in Texas. He gets into the Masters and then he makes the cut. He didn't have a good Sunday, shot 76, but who cares? It's all gravy at that point. Dude, ridiculous. So what about your losers? Paul Casey. Supposed to be a dark horse. A lot of people bet on him. Uh, was playing pretty good coming into it. Absolutely choked. Sergio, um, you know, Sergio is Sergio. He He's the most hot and cold golfer I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and then Justin Rose, um, he's got some stuff to figure out. Um, you know, I mean That he, was
0: definitely the most surprising. He
1: missed the cut and that's just not like him. He's so consistent normally. And Justin Rose, I you know, I think that he sometimes gets too much kinda like uh kind of like we talked about in the preview, you could talk about Bryson. I think Justin Rose a little bit with how
0: analytical he is kinda gets in his head a little bit too much. Um, maybe a little he, content too. You know, you won a gold medal, which was yeah. a big deal. I mean, I, I think people underrate like he's the only golfer basically in the world with a gold medal. <laughs> right. And he's got a major. And sometimes I worry that, you know, to they don't want as, more. you got to work hard at this game. To be as good as he
1: is and I, as consistent as he is for the last 12 years. I agree. You know, with all the, you know, he's, he, I don't know, man. He, Justin Rose, uh, we talked about him. He's boring. He does his thing. I actually kind of modeled his little pre-shot routine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try to put that in my own game because it's phenomenal. But he just did not play well, and he normally plays extremely well at Augusta. So he seems to be taking a step backwards. So again, Paul Casey, Sergio Rose, and then Rory, Rory with all the pressure. uh, Everybody, he was the favorite, and he just he was flat. He was just flat. He was deflated. He looked frustrated. Uh, Just didn't have his his best stuff and and, and stuff and coming into it. I mean, he played in nine straight tournaments. He was in the final group. That's ridiculous. And the fact that he did not play well surprised me. That was my big loser because I I picked
0: him. Yeah, but I also told you, and I really do believe this, because you'll hear this on the podcast probably a lot as we go forward. No player has ever won the fourth leg of a Grand Slam if they didn't do it in their first or second attempt. Think about, we are just talking about how much pressure there is. That's a lot of pressure on a dude to know that you're going to be the sixth guy in golf history to do something.
1: Think about how long, uh, think about how long Phil's been chasing the U.S. Open.
0: Exactly. And, I mean, there's a lot of players that have won three different majors but not four. And I, I, I just, a stat like that, until it's proven wrong, I'll stand by it. So, my losers, Molinari, uh, that's why I said really when you said that. To me, the legend died Sunday. This guy, listen to me. I'm not saying he's not a great player, but his reputation is this assassin that nothing bothers. He's a machine, and he flat-out choked. Oh, he did. Like, he had that golf tournament in his hand. The way he had played par fives all week, the way he had drove the ball, hit irons, he had a two-shot, three-shot lead. He choked. Like... I, I, I will never understand why four out of the six guys in contention, like really in contention at that point in the tournament, went at the flag. And Jack Nicklaus, I've heard him say this for decades, that on 12 on Sunday, middle of the green, two putt, and get the hell out of there. Yep. So I, I really do think that his reputation takes a hit because he's supposed to be, you know, this unflappable guy. He was flapped. It, definitely,
1: but... I don't think his reputation takes a hit until we see how he rebounds. Now, if he goes all Spieth choke mode on us and, you know, struggles for the next four or five years after, or three three years after this, then we could say that. Uh, I personally think he's going to come back. I think he's going to do well this week. Right. He's too good not to. And the fact that he, the road that he's taken from caddying from his brother to a PGA Tour stu- superstar, I just don't think this is going to bother him as much as it did Spieth. I think he's older. I think he's more mature. Um, So before we write him off, before we say his reputation takes it, all I'm saying is, you finished fifth in the Masters. Yes, you had a lead. Yes, you choked it away. Yes, you hit two terrible shots on twelve, well, three terrible shots if you include the one that put him in the trees on fifteen. But you choked. You still walked away with two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you made a top five in the Masters. I'm so
0: not, I'm not writing him off, but I do think that he was one of those guys that started to get the reputation that if he had the lead on Sunday it's over. Right. I believe that plays a part, and I think that next time he's got in that situation, the guys behind him are going to be like, I got a great chance to win this tournament. I agree. Spieth, uh, I know he, he didn't play you know terrible after the first round, but the bottom line is he walked off 18 on Thursday, and the tournament was over. This is supposed to be the place that you own. I mean, if you look at his stats, he should have two green jackets, and even a better first five years than Tiger Woods at that place, which that's saying a lot, or Jack Nicholas because they would have had the same amount of jackets and he actually would have shot lower scores. I really thought that he was going to play well. I know he supposedly had the crack driver. I know that will affect you, but you got to find a way to shoot even par uh, and just at least have yourself still in the tournament. DeChambeau, uh, I know it was his first major that he was really in contention, but you got the lead at the Masters, You were on fire that first round on the back nine. And then after that, you shoot 75, 73, 70. That's pretty disappointing when you're supposed to be, you know, in a lot of people's eyes. is the next big thing. And he's played like the next big thing with all the times he's won in such a short period of time. And then Kepka, I know I had him also on my winner list. Right. But it's like, you're Brooks Kepka. Right. You had a chance to hold three major championships at the same time. Right. What were and, and he's smart. What were you doing going at that flag?
1: Dude, don't even get me started. I wanted to throw a remote through the TV. I was so mad at him. Cause, uh, and the putt on 18. He didn't even give it a chance.
0: Because I can't remember. He <laughs> went in right before Molinari, right? Molinari went in after him. Keppel yeah, went um, in first.
1: Yeah, Keppel was in the
0: group ahead. That's right. So, that was awful. And then, you know, we can talk about this, but he had two makeable putts on 17 and 18. Very. And I really would have been interested as the biggest Tiger fan, greatest golfer of all time in the world to see, well, what would have happened if Tiger had to make par on 18? Oh, uh, I mean. Because he would hit driver. He would have not hit three wood if he had to make par. He would have just basically played in, you know, worst case being that bunker. Because, I mean, he was kind of cut off by the three wood. I truly believe that. But the question is, would he hit the fairway? Could he have made par? Who knows? So, the tightest know, fairway on the PGA Tour. Exactly. So Kepka, <laughs> in my opinion, definitely, you know. So, he let one go there for yeah. sure. I mean, he came back, so I wouldn't call it a choke because he made the. I I would call it he made one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. Because right. I mean, it, since he eagled and made birdie, he you know it, it shows how like what you're saying. This dude is impressive in majors, but you got to be smarter than that, man. Like you got to think, and your caddy should be fired because this caddy should have been like, if he if he agreed for him going at the flag, what are you doing? Um, what does this win mean for Tiger's legacy? Huge. God, huge. Uh, you know, bad for the haters.
1: Yeah, at me. Uh, but it, it, I'm not a hater.
0: I'm not a tiger hater. I'm not talking about you. You're you are a semi-hater. There's some serious haters out there. Oh, 100%. This win, they they're done. Shuts them up. Yeah. What well, can mean, you say? It shuts them up. One hundred percent. Because there um, are people saying the tour championship didn't mean anything. Top thirty players on the season. It's like that doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. Come on,
1: man. I mean the the fact that he did win the tour championship. Now I I do think I do think if he doesn't win the tour, he doesn't play well at the end of last year. Going into this year, I don't know if he does it. Oh, I I think agree. the tour championship gave him gave him a lot of confidence. He admitted it in.
0: on his documentary that yeah. that was huge. Huge for him.
1: Huge to know that you can take down the top thirty players or top twenty nine players in the world. Um, definitely huge for him. Um, but. You know, it's still not set. He's at 15. He's at 81 wins. It's phenomenal. He's he's by far top two of all time. We're about to get into that. Um, it, it I don't want people to say it's set in stone right now that his legacy, it's obviously set. It's obviously Tiger Woods is obviously always, 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 for the rest of history going to be the most memorable golfer of all time. I mean, just maybe most memorable athlete one of most, Yeah. I mean, there's an argument for that. Definitely one of the most influential, probably the most influential for a sport um, in the history. But I, you know, I don't think it's set yet. You do. I'm
0: sure. So let's throw it about it. You. you see what you say. In short, I think this means everything. Okay. Um, I mean, if he did not, even if he doesn't win another major, he's golden. And there's going to be people like me that are going to argue he's the greatest ever. If he goes on to win more majors, it's just going to make the argument easier and easier. And I truly believe in, in, in all sports that not all majors titles are the same. I think LeBron James coming back from 3-1 against a 73-win team in the finals is worth more than one NBA championship. I right. think that's worth way more than the Warriors with four stars destroying a terrible Cavs team last year in the finals. It's different. This is the same type deal. Tiger wins his 15th, 11 years after his last major, when most people had wrote him off, 22 years since his first, and what did we talk about the field? It's not like he was beating, you know, me and you. Right. We, we went over it. You got just in the top nine, the number one, number three, number nine, 13, seven, five, and 10th players in the world. Incredible. So this was a big win. And the way he played on the back for me, and this is what I love for I, – I said to you the other day on social media, I don't hold a lot of – you're, you know, I know you respect Tiger and stuff, but you can't understand it if you didn't watch it live. And that back nine was just vintage Tiger. You look at it, he's playing pretty bad. Right. He birdies seven and eight. Huge birdie on eight because Mullen already made a great putt. He hits a terrible shot on nine where well, you're not supposed to be. Maybe one out of ten guys on that friggin' tournament could have two putted that i thought he was going to leave that thing 30 feet short yep. it rolls down to what like two feet that was an incredible par oh a huge revan- so then he botches 10 it's a bad drive makes a bogey blows his drive right on 11 and at that point because of all the scars of the recent majors and stuff as a tiger fan i'm like well he's not gonna win and then he hit that shot on 11 and i remember looking at my dad and going he ain't done obviously got a lot of help on 12 all those guys going in the water but what did he do he hit it right where you're supposed to he also to. got to watch
1: the other guys though
0: he would have gone there anyway i mean i i think so too i've well, seen I, tiger play and at least 18 masters <laughs> on sunday right He's gonna go to the middle of that
1: flag. I agree. All I'm saying is it's a little bit easier to hit it to the hit it to the middle when you just
0: watch the other two. I'm just saying he's arguably the smartest player on he was going, he would have not gone out that flag. Yep, I agree. In no situation. Because yep. you're done then if you go on the water anyway. Yep. Uh so you have that, and then for him to hit a draw tee shot on thirteen right down the middle, <sighs> the shot that has just plagued him, not just recently, his entire career perfect. He hit the iron shot, I think, where he thought it was going to catch the ridge and come down, but it was on the safe side. Two-putt birdie. It was the pro miss. Striped it on 14, hit a great iron shot, missed a putt. Striped it on 15. And then that five iron from 235, that is what makes Tiger Woods, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. With his his long irons. Okay. He is so much better from like 190 to 240, 250 then it. Now granted, I didn't watch Jack in his prime, and I know he was a really good long iron player too, but I mean, I would take Tiger Woods when he is on from 235 as much as I would take anyway. any player on tour from 175. Any player on tour from 175, he hit that exactly where you have to hit it, right in the dead center of the green to where he had a very easy two-putt. He makes a birdie. And I told my dad when he got to 16 with the way he hit his irons on the last three, I said, he's hitting this inside five feet. Well, not only did he hit inside five feet, he almost made it. (laughs) I thought he made it. Which (laughs) would have been the greatest sports moment probably ever because it would have won the tournament with a hole-in-one at Augusta on top of everything else. So – This is just so big for his legacy, and I mean, I'm so happy for him not only as a fan, but just as a golf fan, and he generally does seem like he has changed so much as a person, because even as Tiger's biggest fan... He was a dickhead. Like, he was a dickhead. My dad said Jack Nicholas was a dickhead in his prom. I think a lot of it has to do with just when you're that great at something, you have to have such a level of arrogance and self-belief. Most people say Michael Jordan is a dickhead. Oh, yeah. That. LeBron. LeBron. And he got so humbled and so broken and so beaten down And I think in some ways he may not have even loved the game anymore. And it really appears like now he's enjoying it more than he ever has before. But yet he doesn't have the same fire. He still is very dedicated. And you can see that look in his eye that he wanted it. But just the little things of acknowledging the crowd, talking to other players, uh, he just seems genuinely different. And for that, I think it's always great when people you know, make a life adjustment like this for the better and then they're rewarded because that's what we should all aspire to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, de- I definitely agree. Um, uh, we talked about it in the preview, you know, we said that, um, you know, we said that a happy person, a happy golfer, um, uh, somebody that changes their life for the better, that genuinely looks happy on the course is always, always, always going, well, in my opinion, nine times out of ten, going to be a better golfer and a better player. Um, you know, with Tiger, just he just seemed gracious for the first time. I mean, he's been gracious in the past, but really, from from the first hole on Thursday to the last hole on Sunday, he was a more gracious Tiger Woods than I think I've ever seen. He, like you said, he was appreciating and acknowledging the crowd. He was he really just he was. He seemed not only just just be doing it for himself, but he was doing it for for everyone, you know and and but it wasn't like it added any more pressure to him. it. It seemed like he just wanted to play well, to compete, to be out there at his best, to put on a show to put on a show not only for himself, not only for his kids. what a great moment at, at was the 18, awesome. by the way, but not only for his kids and his family. But for us, for the golf community and the golf society and and for everyone that that kind of just goes with the game of golf and loves the game of golf that we do, it almost seemed like this he wanted to win this as badly for, for the everyday fan of the game of golf as much as he wanted to win it for himself. I'm extremely happy for him. Um, I think that this was probably... If not, we're about to get into that, but if not the greatest Masters performance of all time, definitely the second. It's phenomenal golf. It's it's Tiger Woods. He's back.
0: Can his body hold up? That's I it. I think it can. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he's played 15 months. I'm trying to tell you, again, as a <laughs> younger person who did not see, you know, really probably either of the first two real Tiger runs, which yep. is 97-02, to 02, and o four to o seven. I remember o four to
1: 0-7. I don't remember nineties to. 72.
0: If he really is healthy, like these guys, better watch out. And if you look at the last three majors, he had the lead in all three of them on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Crazy talk. It's crazy. And and he got two venues coming up that he and, loves. He's, and he won the tour championship. So I mean, it's. It's going to get interesting. It's great for golf. I do worry about his back because it's it's put together with duct tape and glue. And
1: just because we don't know. No one's ever done this. He's the first.
0: I just know that everybody has bad backs. It's not good. And I hope that, you know, he stays healthy, not even so much for golf. Just, I mean, from the stories you hear, he couldn't even get out of bed. That's, that's no way to live. So, uh, the best masters ever. I have this literally neck and neck, even though I'm too young to know it with the 86 masters. And it's because my dad has told me so much about the 86 masters that I feel like I watched it. Uh, and he just, he talks about the day. You got to remember that, you know, especially back in those days, you didn't get any coverage until they got on the back nine, like none. And dad said that I think it was when Jack eagled 15, which, you know, he was a good bit ahead of those guys. That was kind of right when the telecast was coming on, and they're like, holy shit, Like Jack Nicklaus has got a chance at 46 to win a Masters. He hits the famous shot on 16 to a foot where his son goes, be good, and and the most swagger move of all time. Jack turns around, winks at him, and goes, it is. Just like Tiger, though. I mean, on 16. And then (laughs) makes that putt on 17. And then very similar to this turn, all these best young players in the world, Seve and Norman and all these guys, just start falling apart because the best ever is making a run. So they mirror each other in so much. I know there's a difference in the sense that Tiger has been more injuries to where Jack just had gotten old. I try to tell people the game has changed so much. 46, like in Jack's day, would be I think like probably 56 in today's game, yeah, uh, it's like Jim Furyk winning exactly. Or I mean, just look at—I mean, Mickelson is forty—what seven 46 Yeah, but he looks—he looks, he looks That's my younger. Point. That's my point. And yeah. Mickelson is not exactly in the best shape of anybody in the world. So yeah. I'm saying,
1: hey, he hits—he hits, he hits bombs
0: He does hit bombs, <laughs> uh, but it just to me—they're—they're they're right there together. It's unfair to the legacy of the players the tournament, et cetera, because you had the two greatest ever, you know, the comeback win for the ages. I don't think it's right to call one better than the other, but I will say that they're the two best ever. Mm-hmm. And to get to experience that with my dad, having heard so much about Jack's, you know, triumphant victory when everybody had, you know, wrote him off and dad said it felt like deja vu. And he's never rooted for Tiger He's a Tiger Woods hater because he's a Jack fan. And I get that. It's all good. He was rooting for Tiger Woods on Sunday. Yeah. And for me, who loves Tiger Woods, and he's messed with me my, you know, basically entire adult life, despite <laughs> how much he knows I love Tiger Woods, it was a moment I will never forget. And it's certainly one of those sport moments where you will not forget where you were, what you're doing, you're watching it. And that's exactly what my dad said about the 86 Masters. So I have them tied. What about you? Um,
1: I, I love your answer. I really did not expect that answer. Uh, when I was doing my notes, I expected you to go this one and say Tigers. Um, so I, I went opposite only because, and Tiger hit some great clutch, clutch shots down the stretch. We've talked about that. But even with those clutch shots, if 12 doesn't happen, he doesn't win outright. He might win in a playoff. But he doesn't win outright, So that's why I'm giving it to Jack in 86 because of his 30 on the backside. 30 with a bogey. He bogeyed 12. He shot 30 on you the backside. I know,
0: though, oh, there were several guys who gagged very similar to Molinari I Molinari on the back.
1: I do. I do.
0: But Jack didn't watch them gag. Like
1: that's you said, fair. Jack okay. was ahead. That's fair. Okay. They were behind. Tiger watched them gag. He watched Brooks on the leaderboard puke on 12. He watched Molinari poop on 12. He saw it, and then he was able to play a little bit safer. You say he would have played it in the middle. That's fine. He probably would have. But either way, he got to see what they did, and he 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 knew he had an opportunity. The only reason I'm giving it to Jack, at 46 years old, to shoot 30 on the backside of Augusta National with a bogey is a better individual performance, in my opinion. I think this is a better story. Because of everything Tiger's gone through, because of the injuries and all the personal issues and all the demons, and because of social media, ESPN era, all the stuff that played into his downfall in from or to 2016, mm-hmm. because of all that pressure and stuff, I think this is a better story. It's a better comeback. Because of overall... But if we're just talking about the tournament itself, I'm giving the edge to 86 Jack with a 30 with 65 uh, on Sunday at Augusta. It's just, I watched it. I actually, I'd never seen it before. When I was preparing for this, I'd seen highlights, but I never actually watched around. Go on YouTube. It's on there three hours and five minutes. I've seen it. Yeah, I'm sure. It's called YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. So uh, three hours and five minutes long. Go watch it. It's incredible. I'm old. I'm not that old. No, no. I know. I know. I, I was really talking to the, talking, <laughs> talking to the listeners here, um, but it's a it's a great tournament. Both are great tournaments, and like you said, it, it is almost unfair to judge one versus the other because they are ridiculously and exactly just as good as as each other. Um, but if we're only going to talk about the in, individual tournament itself, eighty six for me.
0: Just to stump you a little bit, do you believe it's easier to go out and post a score, or do you think it's uh, easier to play down the stretch, basically going toe to toe and you know having to score down the stretch?
1: One hundred percent easier to go out and score. I agree with that. To post a score or to go no, out to like, post, to like,
0: like, ahead, yeah, ahead. So
1: okay. you can be as aggressive as you want to be. You're not worried about what anybody else is doing. Um, so it is it is easier to do that, but. Augusta National is Augusta National, and that backside is the most signature backside in the history of golf, and any golf course, and to shoot 30 with a bogey, I mean, what Tiger shoot on the back? 34. 34. Okay, so 34. With two bogeys. With two bogeys. He had a great backside. It's phenomenal. The shots, and he, birdied seven and eight. The shots he hit, I'm not discrediting that at all, it's just it
0: individually... If you look at the and play, Andy never came from behind in a major. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. I'm with you, Pro. I'm with you. It's just, it's. I uh, watched too much Law and Order. I'm sorry. Scott. It's okay. I'll stop it's okay. Messing no, with no, me. all good.
1: I, I just think that individually, looking at, at this tournament versus '86, '86 was a little bit, maybe not as dramatic, but a little bit more exciting.
0: Yeah, so that's why I'm giving it. To you me. have a right to your opinion, and you have a right to be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we're gonna definitely argue about this. All right, so Tiger versus Jack. Who's better? Jack. Let's hear why. All right. 18 majors, 73
1: victories on the PGA. All right. So, 18, he's winning. Mm-hmm. 18 to 15. 73 to 81, he's losing. All right. In the last 20 years of his career, Jack played a very very not 20, maybe 15. He played he played a select schedule. Okay? majors were the most important to him, mm-hmm. and then he kind of picked and chose which events he wanted to play to prepare himself for the majors. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because I think if he would have traveled more, played in more events, obviously it's not quite the same because of how ter- how hurt Tiger was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the injuries kind of level that that out a little bit. But 19 second place finishes in majors compared to 6 for Tiger. Mm-hmm. 19, So 18 to 15, 19 to 6, and then... The other stat is 43 top three finishes in majors. It's unbelievable. Um, he was probably the greatest major, or uh, no, not even probably, is the greatest major player of all time. Um, now, with that being said, it is so much closer sitting here today than it was sitting here Saturday night. Uh-huh. I mean, it's that that's how big this win was for Tiger Woods. Um, I'm actually having to reevaluate my, my whole aspects and thoughts about this. Um, I will say this. If Tiger gets to 17, if he he doesn't win any more events, Mm -hmm. if he doesn't win any more events except for two more majors, if he gets to 17, he will now have 17 majors and 83 victories, beating Sam Snead's 82. Now you hold one of the two big ones. Now you hold most PGA Tour victories, and you hold the second most majors of all time if he gets to second if he gets to 17 i'm giving the edge to tiger but right now it's like it's like the you know the little race between whatever whoever's racing it's the photo finish it's the which head of the horse finished cross the line first right now it's so close to call um obviously tiger has the advantage because he's still playing Right now, though, I'm still giving a nose to Jack right there just just by the snout of the horse to finish the race only because he has that many more top three and top two finishes in major tournaments. Okay. Go ahead. I know. Just do it. Lay it on me, bro.
0: All right. There is nothing wrong with believing Jack is the greatest of all time. He has some great arguments. My biggest argument to this is the main reason most people consider Jack the greatest of all time is because of Tiger Woods. Crazy enough, majors were just not what they are until really Tiger... Won so many at the beginning and said literally, I think from when he won in '97, if definitely not when he won in '99, that the only number out there is majors because for a long time people considered Sam Sneed's mark the number in golf. Right. So that shows that winning, you know, majors is you know kind of like what I was talking earlier. It's more important than a regular event, but it's still more important just to win. Right. So you got that. Jack's got 18 majors. Hold
1: on, hold on. Let, let me go back just to clarify for the for the audience. So you're saying that Tiger's the best. You haven't said that yet, but I know that's where you're. Oh, it's it's coming. It's coming. I know it is. But you
0: just said that Tiger himself said it's all about majors. Correct. Okay. Just I'm just clarifying. I got you. Something that people forget about Tiger. He won three U.S. junior ams in a row, okay. and then three U.S. ams in a row. Okay. Yeah. Phenomenal. Do, do, do you understand what that? That, that takes oh, yeah. for six years from, I believe it was 13 to 18, he won the biggest tournament in the world for a player play. his age in match play. Okay, that's a pretty good start. You talked about their schedules. Tiger has averaged fifteen events per year for his career. Jack averaged fifteen. Do you know what Jack's win percentage is? What's up? Eighteen percent. Do you know what Tigers is even with these last seven years? What's up? Twenty-five percent. At wow. one point it was thirty wow. percent. Wow. At his highest peak in two thousand nine, he had won thirty percent of the tournaments he played in. Wow. Thirty percent. Three out of every ten he played, he won. Uh. He's won three different events seven times or more. Okay? He owns the record for the lowest scoring average. He owns the record for the most birdies per round average for a season. He owns the consecutive cut streak. He owns the only... I know it's not a grand slam, but it's a tiger slam. He won four frickin' majors in a row. Right. When he won those four majors in a row, he set the scoring record in each one of them. Did
1: he went? He won U.S. Open. Oh no, I'm PGA, sorry. Then the Masters. He right? won the
0: '97 Masters with scoring record. I was incorrect there. I said that earlier today too. He won three out of those four majors. He broke the scoring record. Okay. Yes, he started with the U.S. Open. It started with him shooting 12 under when the next lowest score was, thir- was three over. Right. He was the only player in the field to break par, and, and he, he did was it. 12 under.
1: And he did it 12 under.
0: Then he went to St. Andrews and won. He won the PGA in the most underrated golf tournament of all time. You're talking about YouTube and golf tournaments. Go watch the PGA and watch this short, fat guy named Bob May play the golf of his freaking life, and somehow Tiger won. And then he won Augusta, which is, in my opinion, the most gutsy all-time victory of all time, knowing that I have won three majors in a row. I'm about to be the first player in history to win all four, and he controlled the tournament from Friday on. Right. This win was really big for him because one of the big knocks again, well, he only wins when he's in the lead. He's won one now when he came from behind. Mm-hmm. So people can't have that argument anymore. He already has more wins than him. Do you know when you bring in non-PGA sanctioned events, Tiger has 111 wins. That's how many events he's won. Other places in the world... Jack has 115. Okay. Jack's retired. I I agree. Tiger's not. I agree. He is, without question, when he's on, the greatest golfer of all time. Because I don't think Jack ever set a scoring record at any major. Jack never dominated a golf course like he did. I try to tell people Jack is the smartest golfer of all time. As smart as Tiger is, Jack won tournaments just by being smarter than guys. And in some ways, in my opinion, the reason he has all those seconds is because he wasn't really aggressive. And there's maybe a few of those being Jack Nicklaus. He could have won them if he would have. There's a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? If he would have. Now, granted, he probably wouldn't have, you know, been in contention. And, you know, a lot of those, he was waiting for a guy to fall. He's got 18 majors. I'm not arguing with his strategy. But I'm saying the seconds and a lot of times is because he wouldn't go for it. And then the biggest thing for me is just, and I got in an argument with a guy the other day, the fields are so much deeper today. And if people don't understand that, I don't even want to have a conversation with you. Because, yes, there were some all-time greats back then. But you can't tell me that it's not a huge difference. In Jack's problem. there was basically two countries that had just 10 players at one time on the PGA Tour, and it was the USA and England. At the end of Jack's career, Europe started to get going. I went over it on the Emergency Podcast Monday. 23 of the top 50 players in the world are from other places in the country. The or PGA,
1: Other place in the world. Even.
0: I'm sorry, yeah. Other places in the world. Thank you. Yep. And... That's unbelievable when you think about it. The game continues to grow because of guys like Jack and Arnie and Tiger, and that makes the fields deeper. Technology has made the fields deeper because I truly believe by today's technology, it's almost like restrictor plates in NASCAR, that they're making all these guys closer and closer together because the ball goes straighter, the ball goes further. The clubs are, you know, spec to the nine. And I'm not saying, again, for the people that are going to say, well, Jack would have, that, I'm not saying Jack wouldn't have, but so would everybody else in his, you know what I'm saying, his era as well. And I truly believe Tiger's 15 if he doesn't win another major because of his era is worth more than Jack's 18 for what I just talked about. Just like I think I said on the preview podcast, but I didn't. If a guy comes along, like starting basically now, like McIlroy or Spieth, one of those guys, wins 12 majors, I think that's more impressive than 15 or 18 because fields keep getting deeper and better every year.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can make that argument now for Tiger because now he has won 11 years later. When you think of the names... That Jack beat, okay? So, Arnie, help me out here because you, you know him just as well or, or better than I do. So. But I'm
0: saying Arnie has no more majors than Phil Nicholson.
1: No, no, no. All, all I'm, I'm just I'm just saying just big names that that were playing during Jack's finals. Yeah, Arnie, okay. Player, and Watson were the three big. All right, so Arnie, Player, and Watson. And then at the end of his career, you had Seve. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, he really did not compete right. against those Play, guys. From 96 he did. But. From 97... Until
0: 04, biggest names. Who are they? They're guys that are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that, that and that's true. You but got Davis Love, 121 of it. You, people forget that a lot of these guys don't have better careers because of Tiger Woods. I agree. He dominated. What did I just tell you? He had a 30% win percentage in his heyday. So he was beating those guys. I always tell people, Phil Mickelson, I truly believe. And I was a Phil hater for a long time. But you could drop Phil Mickelson... I feel like in any other era than when he was at the peak of his prime, which unfortunately for him was right when Tiger was in the peak of his prime, Right. And probably other than Jack, Phil probably be the second greatest golfer ever.
1: What's Phil Because of his,
0: ta- his talent. You got 44 wins? He's Something like 44. that. But, I mean, it's just his his talent. Yeah. He's unreal. But he just unfortunately came, you know, at the wrong time. I just – I do understand what you're saying, but – I think a lot of the reason why those guys won so much more is because, again, the fields weren't so deep. A lot of guys had higher win percentages in those days because, quite frankly, the the top players were so much better than the rest to where Maddox Lytle, our buddy, just starting out, I play with him all the time, and I'm not just saying this. He's maybe a stroke, a stroke and a half on a consistent basis to where if he caught the right break or got hot at the right time, to where I believe he could compete on the PGA Tour. 100%. I don't know if he could win because, I mean, it's hard as fuck to do. But I know that he could, could compete right. and get there. And, I mean, it just shows that this is a guy just starting on the mini tours compared to guys. There's so many good golfers now and again. And that's because of Tiger. Tiger. And, mean, and that's it, fair, too. That's
1: because of Tiger. Tiger had made – Arnie made the game cool. Tiger made it profitable. Um, and it he Tiger had an effect on kids. I mean, I remember it, the PGA, I mean, you think, just on the video games alone, how many people sat down and played golf on a PlayStation in 2003 when the graphics were horrid and you had fun doing it because you got to put the Tiger spin and the flame ball and everything else? Tiger made the game so much more fun for kids, and the game is honestly, I'm a golf professional, I do this for a living, this is pretty much, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe golf, and to an everyday person that doesn't play golf, that doesn't understand just how challenging it is and how addicting it is, they think it's boring as crap. Yep. And to to for for someone like Tiger Woods to come along and make make golf interesting for a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old that has the attention span of an ant, <laughs> he's the most influential Probably most – he's definitely the most influential golfer. Most likely the most influential sports
0: person of all time. It's incredible. So you say he needs two more majors. That's it. And then you – I'm just trying to understand. You're saying if he gets to 17, you would give it to him without having 18? Because he would have the win record. And he would be one major less.
1: Now, if he gets to 16 – let's just say he wins the US Open this year. Okay? Because I think he has a great chance. I mean, I've already put – I'm already thinking about putting a future bet on him for the U.S. Open at Pebble because he—that's how well he's playing right now. I actually like him better
0: at the next one, but which is where next the PGA? Year? No, er, you the got PGA. the PGA because you know to do yeah, the, yeah, the weird schedule yeah. this year. Just because I still want to see him drive the ball well again under pressure, and his putter's a little shaky in a U.S. Open. Right? I mean, he loves that golf course, so I wouldn't bet against him, but. The big thing is if he wins the PGA, look out. Either
1: way, if he wins 16 and he wins four more events outside of that, he's the best. So you need him 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 to break break the the record. I need him to break the scoring
0: record and win one more major. If he's break, within, You mean break the winning record? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, not the scoring record. Break the winning the, – the well, He's an old PGA man. I don't know if he wins. can break those records, bro.
1: Yeah, no, no. If he can break the overall wins on the PGA Tour of Sam, Sam Snead of 82, but so need he needs to, two more. Yeah, one to tie. One to tie, right. two, to, right. two to beat it. Okay? If he can do that and but, – But he's still not there at 15 and 83. I'm not giving it to him yet. He needs one more major. He needs to show me one more time. In my opinion, now, I, you can make the argument right now, and I would listen and I would res- I respect that argument. Oh, just like you, I sat can, here you can argue yours.
0: both sides up. There's well, yeah, no right or wrong But right I answer. just
1: I just think that if he, as long as he holds one of the two major uh, records, either total major wins or, of course, he can't hold total major wins without breaking the overall uh, wins, but as long as he holds one of the two, I am 100% on
0: board with calling him the greatest ever. Now, speaking of... Hold on, before we do that, once if he wins two more tournaments and then his back gives out, but they're not majors to where it's because the one thing that I, I did not mention about the the thoughts on the Masters is this also put an end to the thing that it's injuries that were really derailing him. Because 2013 was the last time he said he felt you know five healthy wins. before last year. He had five wins. He was player of the year. He said he felt alpha last year for being off, as long as he was. It was incredible, and he's won a major. So let's say he wins two wins, doesn't win a major this year, and then say, God forbid, the the bat gave out. So he'd have the wins right here. Yeah, and he has to because he just can't do it. What about then? Because then I'm saying it would be injury, basically, that derailed arguably eight of his last ten years.
1: You know, if if that happens... I don't want to be the person making that call because right. I think it's so close. Um, no, I'm just curious. If, if like I said though, if, if he does get two more wins, he breaks Sam Snead's record. It's hard to argue. It's harder. It's Heather harder to argue, argue. It's harder to argue against him at that point than it right. is to, ar- than to argue for him. Right now, it's still majors. right now. It's still a little bit harder to argue for him than it is against him, in my opinion. Even though everyone and their mother seems to think that he's the greatest now. Um, a lot of his age. Yeah, no, for sure. But I just think that I, th- I think that if he gets those two, it makes it a lot harder to argue against him. And if he does, I'll reevaluate, and we can go back on another cast, and we'll break that down.
0: Perfect. So uh, I know the tournament started today. Who you got in the RBC? Give me a. I, didn't um, even look. I don't even know. Give me a winner <laughs> and an upset pick. Okay, so do not hold me to these. Don't pick Jim Furyk. Yeah, I will not because he.
1: Yeah, don't hold me to these. Um,
0: for the people busting
1: Scott's right. balls about that,
0: I didn't catch it either. Yeah, I assume no. He was in. It, it. I
1: mean, he finished. He was fifty first. He was just out. But so don't hold me to this because I've been playing in an event all day and I did not have a chance to catch any of the tournament today. But if I had to choose three favorites for this week, DJ, Patrick Cantley, and Xander.
0: DJ's, I, I know. I think he's at the favorite. He's under. He's at three under. Who else did you say? Uh, Patrick Cantley. I don't know what he's at. He's not on the not on the top. Oh no, he is. There is tied seven. So you're two for two. And who was your third? Xander. Xander? Xander's at even, because I even? saw all that. Okay. So, I got... Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> it is. That's actually impressive. If he didn't check his phone, I don't know. I did not. I, I don't, swear. I don't have a lot of... Right hand there. on the bottom. Uh, uh, on the Bible. <laughs> I, I, I got Kevin Na. Uh, I think he's at three or four under. Uh, this is a ball striker course. If Kevin would just hurry up, I might actually root for him a little bit. Um, my upset pick would be Boo weekly Ooh. Uh, Boo's a ball striker. And I couldn't believe when I looked today and saw he shot two under. And with this golf course, this is actually a place that I could see him uh, with his iron game getting hot and maybe making some noise. And then I really like Xander as well uh, for the reasons we mentioned earlier. It's got to get hot. Leaders at five. So, or, No, excuse me. Leaders at six. I think the next podcast will probably go ahead and do an in-depth uh, PGA championship preview. We might end up doing two of them just because I, I love to talk about the majors. But before we get out of there or out of here, I think we got a bet to settle up on, pro Because, for, again, for those that did not listen, in our first podcast together that is now going to be a re- reoccurring podcast on the IBN iTunes feed, thank you, IBN. please uh, follow their website, Facebook, etc. I picked Tiger Woods to win a tournament, and you I did. was laughed at by the man sitting next to me who is my buddy. <laughs> Uh, he laughed at me. I thought I made a pretty good case <laughs> you did? for why I thought Tiger was going to win. And you can ask Scott. I text him every day during the tournament telling him, <laughs> you're in trouble, bro. You're every in trouble. Every day. So uh, Scott made a wager with me that because he picked Rory. If Tiger won, Scott had to go on social media. I told him the podcast would suffice because I can then repost it and cut it and do whatever I want with it. <laughs> and he has to say that I was right and Tiger Woods – is the greatest golfer of all time. If Rory won, I had to say Scott was right, and Rory at this point in time is unquestionably the greatest golfer in the world. So obviously Rory didn't win, but my boy <laughs> Tiger did. So you got anything you want to say, Scott?
1: Oh, all right, Keith. You might you're gonna have to cut this because you might not hear me say it again unless, like we said, unless he gets to those numbers that we talked about. Keith Fleming, my good friend, Tiger Woods. Because of his performance in 2019 at Augusta National, is the greatest golfer of all time. Oh, and I'm right. I was right. And you're right. And or, and you were right. I should never laugh at you or doubt you again in any of your picks. You just shouldn't like laugh
0: that. at a 14-time major champion. <sighs> that was 11 years ago. It, he proved me wrong. Makes it even a better pick on mine.
1: It hand. does. It was a great pick. We knew you were going to pick him, even if he would have missed a cut, though.
0: No, that's not true. I told you. And by the way, I, I would like to add. I, I, I said Molinari. Yeah. I said Mickelson, and I told you I love Kepka. So I know a lot of guys on the IBN love to gamble. We do know what we're talking about. Scott mentioned a lot of guys are up near the top. My. So we'll do. We'll do. We'll definitely do that on my the boy, next podcast. My boy Kisner,
1: kind of let me know.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, Kisner. I think is the kind of guy that he just. He wants to keep cashing them checks, and he'll right. be around. No, so. For sure. But I want to thank Scott, obviously, uh, but we really want to thank IBM for giving us a home moving forward. We're excited about this partnership. We're going to try to provide the best uh, golf content you can. Uh, I'm going to talk to Scott. We may even do some blogs and stuff on their website. But this has been another edition of Two Off the Tee with Keith Fleming and pro Scott Porter Thank you for listening. All is right in the world because Tiger Woods has won another major. See you guys. Dope.